0: Welcome back to Red Couch University. As you know, every class, we got to start it off a little while. Got to loosen you up a little bit before we dive in. So, Whitney, what is wild, girl? What's wild is getting your ass beat. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> wild is this, 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 this. Mm. Like mm. Mm. some trauma looking back on some ass whoopings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I don't even think I got many. I don't. I don't remember getting too many, yeah. but the ones that I got, oh my gosh, mm.
2: So serious.
1: Man, though, probably the one I don't really remember, but I've heard is probably my most infamous whooping story. It's probably my grandma taking me out of church. Oh. into the
2: bathroom to
1: where me you didn't out.
2: get taken out of church, it's over. That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> I think I blocked it out or blacked it out or something. Cause <laughs> I have no memory, but let them tell it. It was horrible. Oh, God. Yeah. And probably the worst that I just really remember, and probably one of my last, I have been kind of ducking my mama because I knew it was coming. <sighs> Y'all. you going to be the ones she caught me fresh out the shower. Mm. Naked. Yeah. Naked. <laughs> I'm still wet. That ain't right. Not <laughs> nah. She right. naked.
2: Naked. <laughs> mm. oh, on the bare skin. Yeah. And
1: wet. Wet. Eesh. Eesh.
0: Yeah. Eesh, eesh, ass
1: whoopings eesh. ain't no joke. I mean, oh my not. gosh.
0: Trauma. Bad. So, I mean, I think for me on the ass whoopers side of the game, I didn't get many either. I didn't get many, like, now I got a lot of pops and hits in the back and smack backhands and shit because <laughs> I was on another level, but I ain't never really get just
2: too you many. Not really yeah. showing out, showing out. Well, no. Mm. No. They just went,
0: it'll be just one of those quick you get got for what you did. My, I ain't getting just. Whooped. I used to get published like a, I used to get published. I used to get <laughs> punished. punished psychologically more. Like I would damn near get ignored a little bit. Like my family just basically act like I don't exist. Um, my like, mama, you was know, daddy. I get fed, took to church, took to school, basically, and nobody's really talking to me. <laughs> so. <laughs> That did more damage on me sometimes than a whooping. I was like, "Damn, am I alive or dead? Like, anybody looking at me in my eyes? Like, damn." <laughs> but nah, like uh, yeah,
2: that, that's oh some God. trauma shit, bro. For real, it was psychological. <laughs> that's
1: like these people pretending that they invisible and they can't see the little kid. Yes, and the
0: kid be going crazy. <laughs> that, that's what I feel like my family did to me on the on the low. Like, I would be fed, but nobody asked me nothing. Like, <laughs> nothing when you get out of school. And this would go on for, like, months. Oh, Not my God. That. I mean, we would talk about necessary stuff. But other than that, we just didn't conversate. But anyway, biggest whooping, like, I can think about the wildest whooping was, y'all, you know, it was crazy. Because it came out of nowhere. Like, number one, it was over the pitiest shit. Like... <laughs> It was so petty. I feel like I've done worse. Like, so um, I was raised by my grandmother. So you know, most of my life she raised, she dressed me. She was kind of that mm-hmm. granny. But okay, don't get me wrong. Nana got this style. She got it, but. It's just me. it's just your grandmama. so it's like <laughs> oh my god, you're a little old with it. So I was getting to this age where I was just like, bro, I want to pick out my own clothes. Mm-hmm. I want to do my own like, and of course, I was headed to church, of course, and I wanted to wear something, and she was like against it. Now, mind y'all, this is nothing <laughs> inappropriate. I, I, in my heart, I want to say it was a tie dye shirt I wanted to wear. <laughs> Like, oh I don't think gosh. it was nothing even, bruh. And it wasn't like a tank top. It was a t-shirt. But I didn't want to wear what she was telling me I had to wear or whatever. So, I feel like I put it on anyway. Or something. Oh, gosh. And I don't know what happened. I ended up taking off before I left the house. But anyway, she snitched. <laughs> <laughs> she told my granddaddy something. I don't know what she told him. whether I was being disrespectful or not. And y'all, i You know, when my grandmama say I'm being disrespectful, they might be raising my voice or, you know, something like that. But I ain't never cussed. I ain't never booked up. You know, nothing like that. It was more just like, Nana, oh my gosh, I just want to be me. Like, that's the type of kid I was. I wasn't like, you know, you don't care. I wasn't doing all that. So whatever she told him, it was probably hella, hella exaggerated. Y'all, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I got to wear the shirt or I didn't or something. But I went to church, came back after that. I feel like I got in the shower too. I got up. Boy, my granddaddy was waiting with a belt, bruh. Beat mm-hmm. my ass. Like, I, that shit was crap. Butt, butt naked. And I'm talking about this a thick ass. It's the belt you wear. It's like, I, don't, and I know if y'all not seen y'all granddaddy thick ass. It's one of them brown belts. Mm-hmm. Number one the buckle, I feel like, like, he was, he was, yeah, yeah, hitting my ass. And then, like, his hand, like, the buckle got away buckle from him. The buckle got away from him, bruh. And the buckle hit me three or four times. I was like, oh, 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 oh,
2: oh, oh
0: yeah, Damn. bruh I'm sorry. That was that was. Cause know. I'm just thinking that this nigga
2: had a plan. I bro. <laughs>
0: come
2: so, back, come, come so back. back, I just, <laughs> just
0: want to say, moment of silence to all these, all the niggas out here who done had whoopings like that. All the time. Because yeah. I had one and it changed my life. I was like, man, I ain't going to lie for a minute. I was like, hey, I don't fuck with my crackhead. I ain't going to stunt. Like you know, <laughs> We ain't even cool. No, we, we, ain't we ain't even cool, cool, bro. I We're felt like sure. I didn't talk to him for months. I was like, you was wrong for that. Like, you ain't even you know what happened. She snitched and you going to believe her. <laughs> you oh, going to believe her. No, I'm playing, <laughs> but...
2: oh my god oh my god man I feel like I got a couple I mean like but not that not that I was like really getting beat like that, but just I just think about like I wasn't going first of all. Like I used to try to stuff my pants with pillows and shit. Like stuff And shit. Like I mean, you're not about to hurt me.
0: You're not stuff your pants with who, pillows.
2: Who wouldn't? What? Who wouldn't? <laughs> who wouldn't? what? Oh my
1: gosh, I would pay to see you. Penny. Trying stuff. to get to your room and stuff your pants before
2: you can. before I get a beam? Yes. Oh um, my god. god. I, I'm telling this you. That's funny as hell. I you. wasn't going. Then like I used to, my mama used to like try to get me in my room, but then I would like hop on my bed and be like doing this like shuffle because she would be telling me to get down like she ain't trying to get up there because I'm doing a lot like I'm not going <laughs> she used to have to like come up there and wrestle me oh, and like oh sit my on God. my back <laughs> like with me, because I just was not taking them not See, taking them. a kid like you scares me <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause what do you do then? And how big strong is? <laughs> we was wrestling, bro. I That's wasn't why going. you strong now, <laughs> honey. I guess so. And then I remember, like when my daddy was working at this factory, he brought home this like piece. It was really just a piece of rubber. It was probably like it was like oh my gosh, it was thick as hell. It wasn't that long, but it was just enough. To grip and have some loose. He used to beat us with that shit. Oh my gosh. That was was like abuse. Like that's. I think we may have (laughs) been a little abused by that. Because who was that child. With a piece of rubber. I mean.
1: What's crazy. is They really was paddling
0: kids. Oh, I, <laughs> I feel like I got a. Pad- I don't and know. then you
2: remember they used to have the the paddle with the holes in them. Oh, yeah.
0: I feel like I got a paddling once for some reason. Nah. I feel like I made. But, but I know I was on the no I paddling had. list. I know I was. Shit, I signed that shit a couple times. Right. <laughs> <Myself, like, laughs> yeah, nah. nah, y'all ain't paddling me. That shit is. wild
2: and he used to always be like that, the big tall ass the you <laughs> <laughs> why he got a <laughs> hell no bro. Mm, hell
0: no. no I do this think ain't I got right. a one time though but I can't remember but I feel like I remember me getting I think I only got one leak though Fell <laughs> out. But think about Ugh. bending over for your
1: teacher. That shit crazy. Man, that's that wild shit crazy. when you really. I'm happy they got rid of that. Yeah. Kind of.
2: Because that's kind of sickening. That's
1: sickening. I just. <laughs> And that's crazy. They want to take people to jail for whooping their kids. but y'all And was they was letting teachers, them. like, really battle kids. Right. And I
0: know some people who, because I know, you know, your offense, it, like, that's the amount of licks. Like, if you did something small, you might get one or two licks. Like, mm-hmm. What about somebody who got about 10? they going mm-hmm. in. Oh, hell nah. no. Nope. I know. i would be done fault the teacher. Yeah. Like, fuck all that. Just go on and suspend me because <laughs> I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not going. Send me to ISS. Oh. whatever you need to do. Oh,
2: I went to ISS it. a few times. Yeah, I, was like, hey. I went to ISS once, and I don't even think it could really be considered that. Like it was low key just a day off from my classes because right. I still Slip. did. That was a day we had like a haunt, like a pep rally or something, and I was on the palm squad. A nigga was still participating. <laughs> a nigga but still bruh, went to the I feel pep like rally.
0: Why they got the most like? Fearful ass, ugly ass teachers, as the uh, because
2: <laughs> like, they try to make oh it like it's the eerie, it's not. I was putting the I was ironing all my letters on my shirt, decorating Ew, my ugly. shirt, cutting it up.
0: We went in ISS, I mean, no. yeah. But anyway, did I ever get a whooping
2: for uh, going to ISS? No, nah. I don't think my mom even knew I went well. we, well, to
0: ISIS. Before? You ain't go to ISIS.
1: Yeah, I got snitched on. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I got snitched on. I was hot. Because <laughs> this girl was wilding out while we was... I feel like this was in middle school when we was up in the gazebo playing, what is that, four square game?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This bitch was passing people, skipping live, just doing too much. She go to passing. I was like, no, nah, I ain't going. <laughs> so, she pushed me. I hit
0: her. Like,
1: dead in the face. One of my so-called friends went and told the PE teacher. And you know that was a church member. Yeah. I, I was hot. Damn. I was hot because wasn't nobody even around when I hit him. Oh, my gosh. Damn. I could have got free for that one. Damn, that's a good I was hot. Yeah. <laughs> Okay,
0: so, y'all, we got away from whoopings, but anyway, um. welcome back class, this is Red Couch University, (laughs) and as you know, you're listening to the Red Couch Chronicles, of course, I'm your host, Mo, and to my left
2: is... Hey, Marie. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hola. I was trying to say hi, but hello came out.
0: (laughs) Okay, and um, to my right is...
2: Swindy, y'all.
0: Yeah, and y'all already (laughs) know how we do it on the red couch. Everything is everything over here. You know, we got the vibes, the laughs, the facts, the truth, the insight. Whatever you're really looking for. Um, So, you know, we, as always, we invite you to come sit on our couch.
2: Yes.
0: Now, Red Couch University is for the people who still don't have a valentine and probably won't before that. <laughs> great day comes along. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck national holidays.
2: <laughs> a little salt. A little salt.
0: JK, but shout out to y'all. That's who, that's who this is. Red Couch University is for?
2: <laughs> RCU is for the ones getting slept on. Correction. <laughs> uh,
1: Red Couch University is for the people who have multiple Valentines.
0: Mm. Scandal <laughs> <to live. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Um, Red Cash University is for the real niggas who gonna get their Valentine candy as soon as it gonna sell, though. <laughs> hey. I already picked out my shit in Kroger tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out to y'all.
2: Oh my gosh. Well, RCU is for the ones making sacrifices. To Get these Valentine's Day gifts,
0: yeah,
1: sure mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, sure. sure. And RCU is for the people out here that really are in love and get to celebrate Valentine's yeah. Day Aww. all yeah. year, right? Sure. Yes, all year. Do not wait for
0: just one day <laughs> to celebrate your love, exactly. Welcome back, class, and this is Parental Programming 101. And today, in Parental Programming, we will discuss. The things your pa- your parents taught you, the things our parents taught us, the things our parents didn't teach us, and the things they just didn't know. Man. <laughs> so we're gonna dive right in with things you wish your parents would have taught you.
1: I guess the biggest one I think that's affected me is like how to identify my feelings. Mm-hmm. And, like, how to verbalize those. I guess that would kind of high in with emotional intelligence. Mm. I just don't think that was something that I was really touched on. I,
2: mean, I feel that. Just how to process how you feel about things and... What to do with that. What to do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's kind of like, not that they... I don't want to say they, like, shunned it, but it was like... You know, until, like, oh, you don't really feel like that...
0: Or, right.
2: Well, I do feel like that. I Stop mean, all that crying. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know what to Yeah, <laughs> like, it's
0: it's very dismissive in a way. Like, right. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, I think for me, I wish my parents kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying in a sense. Like, I wish they would have taught me how to effectively communicate because I had like on one end where one parent was shut down. And on the other like during an altercation or a disagreement mm-hmm. like one parent would shut down and the other parent would kind of be blasting off like yelling and really excessive so it's like now well I've gotten a little better but it's like I do I kind of do both like I shut down but then there's times where like random points where I'll like rage at like You gotta find the balance. Yeah. You get out of control. Yeah, I get out of control. (laughs) (laughs) Like it just all (laughs) it just all comes out, everything that because I've been holding so much in. Yeah.
0: Um. Gosh, just a lot of things. When I was thinking about this, like, damn, it's a lot of things I wish. But um, I wish they would have taught me how to be what I am. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, after you find out who your child is, like, you find out their strengths, their abilities, their talents, their weaknesses, their strengths. It's, like, okay, now mold this. Mm -hmm. Like, instead of just keeping on giving me the template that you've been giving me, keeping on giving me the same, like, notice what I am now and give me what I need for that. Like, I no longer need the same advice or the same type of treatment like i need something else from you at a different stage in life right now the adult side of me where i've grown is like okay you create that now like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i'm not you to- harboring that but when i think about something i will wish like for even for my friends who are parents who are like you know raising the child like think about that like um, and when you see what your child's strengths are, like I have friends who do that now, like one of my best friends. Shout out to Kimberly. It's her birthday, fourth Aww, birthday. Aww. Happy birthday, well, Kimberly. Tomorrow, this is, well, well happy birthday, Kimberly, regardless. <laughs> yeah. But, like, her mom is, like, really sowing seeds into her that she sees her interest and she really, like, mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna get you in this, we're gonna do this. Like, you know, so I just wish my family would have done that. Teach me that. Like, teach me how to be what I am. Definitely,
2: definitely. Yeah. But yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's deep. Does anybody got anything <laughs> else to wish? You I know, mean, I taller. feel like
2: it's a lot of other different things, like small things, like, um, just about like even st- as far as like finances, like, yeah, um, managing my finances or. How do I start? Like, I remember getting out of college, and I just kind of had no clue about, oh, I got to, like, get an apartment now, because I stayed on campus, like, all, all four years. Mm-hmm. And, okay, now I got to get an apartment, but I really don't know how to go about this. Like, I remember having, when we had to make our first payment, I didn't know nothing about a money order.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, I feel dumb as hell. <laughs> but I ain't never, I, like, how, why would I know that if I never had to, yeah, to do that
0: little thing?
1: I yeah. feel like college for me was like a crash course on all of the things you didn't know you didn't know
0: how to do exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, <laughs> absolutely. Like, I mean, even when I think about that, like, I think about them not teaching me like adaptation, like, mm, like, I college, think that's kind of what I was trying yeah, to yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know. Fortunately, some of the things were universal that you learned, but others just did not carry to the world that you were in. Like, I went from living in the country to living in Memphis. Yeah, like <laughs> me too. Went from living in the country to living in whole ass Chattanooga that I had never really heard of. Heard of? Yeah. Well, I did, but not really. Like Chattanooga.
2: I had never heard of Chattanooga <laughs> ever, <laughs>
0: ever. Uh, like, like nigga re- literally liked the the housing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but really
1: because like think about going on those college tours that we went
0: right.
2: the Ooh, housing was just I could not scary. deal you can call
0: me bougie there but I just couldn't deal nope I can't I it.
2: mean we were definitely spoiled yeah, yeah. rotten
0: yeah.
2: When absolutely. it came to that. We were school when it came to that. That was definitely on one of my Hey, likes.
0: We paid for it, though. We did. It wasn't cheap.
2: That was on <laughs> one of my, my pro lists, but my college search was really not that extensive.
0: So <laughs> 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 mine was, but it wasn't. T C denied me a few times. No, nah, I was a
2: going fan I was applying. Times. I
0: had a hit list, about eight schools. Yeah.
2: Literally, U T C was the only school. Only college I applied
0: to. Yeah. And, you know, I wish my parents would help me through that. I know something. Like, that's one thing I wish. They probably couldn't teach me because they didn't do it. But it's like, damn, like, Mm. teach me this, too. Because I done fucked around and took all these electives. And y'all wonder why I'm still in college. (laughs) (laughs) Man. (laughs) <laughs> okay so what are some things that you're or you know some things your parents taught you that you kind of took for granted
1: um piggybacking off one of the things you said they didn't teach you I really think my mom like really sewed into the things she realized I like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like even now like if she sees I really have an interest she'll do something anything that she can to kind of Help me go towards that. Mm -hmm. Like I remember being wanting to sew. She bought me a sewing machine, (laughs) right? And you (laughs) heard me (laughs) exactly. Shout out to Mama for investing. (laughs) Right. Little did she know. Right.
2: Seriously though.
1: Um. Another thing, probably back to college, like. I didn't realize like people's parents sometimes like really didn't like I had a friend who had never had a birthday party. Mm. Like her first birthday party we had when we were in college. Wow. Oh
0: my god. And I was just like I can't imagine bro. like you didn't
1: have a birthday party? That's sad. Damn. She had never had a birthday party. We threw her a uh, big part yeah because like, <laughs> but I, found no.
2: that, I was like that's crazy I've never even heard
0: of it oh my god I'm taking that for granted for sure cause... definitely
2: um that's sad I think something I took for granted my daddy used to like always tell us that we need to like basically kind of build our own and I th- I feel like I took that for granted because I didn't take the initiative to like really think about what he was telling me it's like I heard him but you know sometimes you just don't be studying your parents like I hear you but I ain't really listening because not that I don't feel like you know what you're talking about but I don't know (laughs) I just don't think I really knew what it meant yeah after yeah
1: I've been through some stuff yeah it's (laughs)
2: like okay daddy like yeah build your own yeah but then I I really feel like, you know, everybody ain't meant to do that. But eh, I don't necessarily believe that anymore. I don't want to say everybody is not meant to build their own. I think people just don't realize that they can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I, it has to be based on you, but right. Um, I think um something I took for granted was like being raised by grandparents in a small town. With a lot of older people. Like, I was around a lot of older, like, I remember my Sunday school teacher, um, one of them, being literally over 50. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, sitting there telling us, like. You know, we, we used to, you know, like, mm-hmm. literally sitting at the elder's feet. Like, when they say, like, literally I was one of those kids, I really took that for granted. Like, being around all the older women, hearing them talk about different stuff. I didn't realize how much knowledge was there. I was soaking in. Like, just being, um, I used to have to watch my um, grandmother when she got Alzheimer's, my great-grandmother. And... First of all, that's probably some child labor laws, because, <laughs> y'all, I had to be under 12 or 13, like, watching my grandmother with Alzheimer's, feeding her, changing her, like, <laughs> literally.
2: Man, I was Lord. a whole CNA. I was <laughs> a whole CNA, bro, before 15,
0: <laughs> you hear me, this? and then right after that, I was a janitor, like, child labor laws had to... <laughs> Something had to be, but you know what I'm saying? I took all that for granted, (laughs) you know, being like literally wiping my grandmother and doing all that. And then like being a janitor and cleaning up at the church and like just doing all this stuff that, I mean, of course during the time I was complaining, but now I realize like I've been sitting still for a minute just because of my situation. I'm like, you know, it reminds me, you're not lazy.
2: Yeah. You're not
0: you're not. Like, you want you some other stuff right now. But, like, you, you got that work in you. Yeah. Like, nobody can ever say that you don't have that in you. And yeah. I took that for granted. It was like, what? I'm a child. What am I doing this for? Right. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, wow, I can take on whatever. Like, they put me to the test young.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, back to grandparents, I think about since I've lost all my biological grandparents, love them, um... It kind of makes me wish I would have, like, fed into them more. And when I'm, like, around, then it, it just brings another joy. Like, ah, I'm glad that I still have some, like, I'm still getting that, grand, like, it's just something about a grandmother, a granddaddy, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a different kind of energy Yeah. over you. And so, I'd be thankful that I can... Mooch off of you for that. So thanks. Absolutely.
0: I got two whole grandmamas that'll that's a bunch of <laughs> energy. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate them
2: though.
0: Same. Um, but yeah, I mean I'm pretty sure we can think of a lot more things than you're taking for granted. Man. <laughs> um, but on the other side of parenting, I've been through a lot of things, you know. Um, with my mom, especially with my dad and um, I know a lot of 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 my friends who've been think through things with their parents that are just kind of um surreal sometimes it feels like or just an experience that'll make you question the identity of your parent or um you know what parenting really is it just mm-hmm. there's some some things that happen that make you think that and um. One thing that we said, and it's going to sound harsh, but it's okay to say that you got a fucked up parent. Like, yeah. Or that
2: they've done some fucked up shit. Or that they've done
0: some fucked up shit. Like, it's okay. Like, I feel like um some people have that in them to just be honest and be like, hey, you know, my mom did this or my dad did this. But most of the time we put our parents on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. you like, you are not trying to really see it for what it is. And you just need to be like, hey, mama, that, that was fucked up. Or, right. you know, that's toxic right. or whatever.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like, I love my mama with all of me. <laughs> and I appreciate everything she done. But she's definitely done some fucked up ass shit. Like, <laughs> take money from me. And, you know. But it's like, you try not to... Not, and I'm not trying to talk bad about my mama, but like it's just real. Like she done done that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you like, just realize
1: they're human.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Putting shit in my name. I don't know why parent. Well, I don't know why parents do that. Mm-hmm. Stop putting shit in your kid's names. Right. If it ain't no damn stocks or bonds
0: or no damn exactly. <laughs> if it ain't nothing that's finna like Investing build them, wealth. Yeah, build wealth. Then uh, stop that. But um, yeah,
2: it definitely makes you
0: realize they. That they're they're human. But yeah, just seeing the reality of parents. Yeah. Like seeing the reality of parents that they are humans. And that they have basically lived the same life you have in another way. Mm -hmm. So the paths they took, the decisions they made... All of that is a part of how they parent you, how they look at you, their experiences. How they were raised. Right. What they went through with their parents. Like, all of this is playing into what they do. So,
2: sometimes some dysfunction is going to bubble up. Yeah. Because, I mean, they still learning, too. They still growing. Like, they they're trying to figure it out themselves all all while trying to help you figure it out in a
1: sense, too. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like one of the biggest things me and my mom had to overcome is because I feel like my mom was coping with losing. My father died when I was young. I was five, and like my mom had to deal with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And being that young, I didn't understand,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I couldn't understand how she was dealing with that. So I a had to realize like, parents are human because they can come, they can be taken away. Yeah. Yeah. And then two, they not only have to take care of you, they have to take care of themselves. themselves. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like you have to take them off that pedestal mm-hmm. to be able to understand sometimes. And I think that just takes growth and
2: yeah, mm-hmm. some hindsight.
0: Yeah,
2: definitely. It's kind of how I feel about idols in general. It's like, I don't think we should really idolize people because they are human. Like they fuck up, they go through hard times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they they on they're on highs and lows, just like we are. It's like you don't need to idolize them to respect them. Like just respect them and what they're doing and what they're standing on, and that they're doing the best they can. And I think that's what I realized as I got older in general about my parents and just understanding that they're human. It's like they they were doing the best they had, they could with the cars that was laid out yeah mm-hmm.
0: and i mean i think that the biggest thing about you know seeing the reality of the parent and and seeing the humanity in parents and saying you gotta put the parent is all about acceptance yeah mm-hmm. like it's all about truly like okay i have to embrace this like amber you said something earlier about a lady on instagram is saying turn the Turn your L's into lessons, like, or mm-hmm. whatever. But it's just about, like, literally accepting what that is and taking it and learning from it. And um, a big part of that we're going to roll into is, like, recognizing cycles with parents. And, like, Definitely. what is being passed to you? Because that's a, that's a big thing. Like, my mother, um, my mother, my grandfather, and, you know, I could go on and on. You know, aunties, a few other people have addiction problems. Mm-hmm. So, you know, immediately when I think about recognizing cycles, I think about, wow, I have really addictive behaviors. And, um, no, I hadn't been on, strung out on crack like my mama, but, you know, there's been times I've been, you know, really indulging and for no reason. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference when you're turning up you're doing whatever you're doing. But you know it's twelve o'clock and we drunk. Yeah, you know In the what I'm saying of the day, we, for no yeah, reason. On you the know Tuesday. it's it's three o'clock and we didn't already you know ran through a set like you know we I might have popped down like we don't <laughs> other. like okay <laughs> we, we 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 doing this and I'm like what is really going on so so you know for me recognizing cycles was one of those scary things like I knew I wasn't that. but I was like wow like even just. There are cycles I go through where I'm like literally like right now I'm addicted to Coca Cola. Um, <laughs> I've been through cycles where I've been addicted to a host of things, but like I went through a phase where I was really addicted to Reese's and Coca Cola. I wouldn't drink or eat nothing else but Reese's and Coca Cola. Like oh, I just sun drop. Oh my god, I had a oh, sun drop addiction too. My god, yep. and that was bad. I was getting people to send them to Chattanooga because we didn't have sun drop. There, Even so, when
2: you was addicted to the little Starbucks frat babe. Oh God, I was addicted <laughs> to those too. My
0: daddy was addicted to those. I think I might have See,
2: but that's, any- that's what we mean by right. parental program. <laughs> like the things that they did and how they raised you bled over into your yes. you know, into your growing adult life. Right.
0: And it may not manifest in the same way it exactly. did in them. So you have to like recognize cycles. So for one like, one way that I've recognized cycles is to see when I'm outside of my character. Now, mm-hmm. the only way I can see when I'm outside of my character is because I know who I am um, void of some of the program.
1: Right. Like, you
0: know, I haven't voided all of it. I don't think I'll ever be able to void all of the program. Because why? Because I need some of it. But at the same time, I realize, whoa, this is really outside of your character. You're just doing this. Yeah. Like, what? This this has no intrinsic value to you. So that's one way um that I recognize cycles. Do y'all have ways that y'all recognize cycles?
2: Yeah. I mean I've kind of just recognized by um kinda realizing who I want to be in life and what steps I need to like what are the things that are keeping me from being my best self? And I just think about I kinda had to just slowly Like, honestly, when I moved back home and all the bullshit happened to me, like my car got stolen and I hadn't found a job yet and I was just at home every day, I started thinking about kind of how I got to that point. And I started breaking down, um, you know, how I was raised and things that were instilled in me. And I started to realize, like, okay, like you said earlier about you realized you weren't lazy. Like, I had to realize that that's something I picked up from my daddy. It's hard work. And I'm a hard worker. And that's all I know how to do is to, like, he instilled that in me. And I haven't realized it until now. It's like, I'm going to always go get it. And I got that in a different way from my mama because she used to, like, drop everything for us. And I feel like in, th- that, in that way, it manifested in me as well to kind of always go after, you know, what you believe in, what you really care for, and not, you know.
0: So how did you recognize a cycle in there? <laughs> I guess you recognize their cycles, and you're saying you just repeated them, but in a good way? Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, I feel like my situation that kind of made, like, the cycle that I kind of based on how I figured out I realized them was similar to yours. I felt like I saw my family, like, do what they had to do. hmm Like, it was always what you had to do to get to this point. hmm But they kind of instilled in me that they did that, so I didn't have to. hmm And, but... That work ethic that they put kind of just makes you know that, like, I can do what I have to do to get to where I want to be, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose to getting to where I want to be and doing what I want to do. Right. Just being in this cycle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: I know exactly what you mean, though. But it was funny how you said it. (laughs)
2: We well, all saying the
0: same thing yep. in a different way. <laughs> Okay, so y'all, y'all know, y'all, y'all need to recognize your cycles now. Recognize them. <laughs> I mean, look I at like... your mama, look at your daddy, look at your, look at your brothers, look at your sisters. I'm Just self awareness. Mean... Yeah, I was yeah, gonna
2: say. I yeah. feel
0: like you recognize bottom it line. by being honest with yourself. Yes. Bottom line. Bottom line. Look at yourself and be unbiased about it. Right. Be unbiased. You know, you can't go in and bias.
1: Also, one thing that has helped is. As I've gotten older, I've been able to be a little bit more transparent with my family. Yeah. Mm. And so, That's we've gotten hard. to talk about some of these things. Now, there's still a whole bunch of stuff that yeah. you know they're not mm-hmm. going to talk to me about. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that they are willing to talk about, now that I'm wow. in, we, we mm-hmm. sliding in me in every chance I get.
0: Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're going to end this. Uh, parental programming um in a couple ways. First we're going to talk about we talked about recognizing and then we went somewhere, but we're going to go to breaking cycles. We're going to go to breaking
2: them. Uh, I feel like that all of that was more mm-hmm. so breaking cycles. Yeah, I mean,
0: I can say something about breaking cycles It's just, you know, honestly, um those of us who are charged with breaking the cycle because you know, some people have older brothers and sisters who just decide to keep on being fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I don't mm-hmm. mean no harm, but I know people who got older parents, I mean older siblings. siblings who just decide to, you know what I'm saying? But I am the oldest. You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm the oldest cousin. I'm the oldest of my brother and sister. Like, I'm charged with that of breaking the cycle. So what I want to say to the, the people who are the cycle breakers out here is that, look, it is a lot of pressure, y'all. I know, because I feel it. But what you have to do is, number one, you have to find out what your purpose is in 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 life and, and what that is. Because, you know, sometimes the drive to be the cycle breaker is a lot to bear. So i rather bear my purpose and know that if I show you this and if I do this, this is the thing that I'm willing to die for. I know for a fact that, you know, without this, I'm nothing. So if I can show you through this. And I can break the cycle through this, just showing this, then that way you get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't necessarily focus on what the cycle is. Like, that, you know, my sister dealt with my mother not being around, so did I, you know, and now she's suffering those same things. Instead of thinking about that, I think about my purpose, how I'm gonna keep working, how I'm gonna put her in a better position. Mm. Uh, like, you can't necessarily always think about those things that are the blockages. And you know, the back because that's hard, it's hard because everybody's looking at you, and it, and it feels you know,
2: yeah, so it's like it can go both ways because, like you were saying, you know, you can use that to motivate you too. Like, I know they're watching me, so I kind of gotta. Yeah, but I, I, I guess what
0: I was trying to say is I cannot all that can't always be my motivation for something no, it. It because sometimes it makes me I don't know, it that'll just, give me more anxiety. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I can't let everybody down, yes. everybody is yes. watching me. And, and what I realized is just by me, for instance, being in undergrad for seven years, that was one of those moments where I was like, oh my god, I have all these people that I've mentored. I have my brother. I have my sister. I have my little cousins. I got my family. These people just in the cycle still, mm-hmm. and they looking at me like I'm the one to break it. And look at me taking so long. But I didn't realize, man, you discovering yourself. So I had to keep my mind on the purpose. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't always think about. Oh my! It'll you know, eat you alive. It'll eat you up. Cause when you think about how your family living, and you ain't living the best at college, but you sure ain't living like them.
2: Right. That and that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I think about how me being the first in my family to complete college, yeah. in my immediate family, mm-hmm. um, I didn't kind of even realize the example I was setting for, like, my little sister. Like, I I didn't, I don't want to say, like, I didn't really excel in college. I just kind of coasted through, and it was just chill. It was a good time. I came in. I did my work. um, And I got out. Like, I didn't really put a whole lot into college until the end. And, but then I look at my sister now, and she is, like, taking it by a fucking storm. (laughs) Like, yeah, she killing the shit. Like, she's involved in a lot of shit. She's involved in a lot of leadership opportunities. She's done, done, she's doing internships and, like, got, like, involved on camp. Like, she's doing the shit, and, like... You know, she had to tell me like some I wouldn't have done all you know done this if you hadn't have tried it or if you wouldn't have gone and I didn't realize that yeah. until she got there
0: yeah so you just doing you is helping break the cycle don't always think it's something outside of you just mm-hmm. focusing on you and doing your purpose like sometimes they might not even see that
2: mm-hmm.
0: like yeah you may not see it but they not might not even see it and that's how I feel sometimes yeah, like, cause
2: your little cousin went on to you know little cousin went on to <laughs> to do the same thing <laughs> watching
0: and I'm trying y'all I'm trying to hold it down for us, y'all look
2: how,
0: <sighs> you, how you breaking cycles with you? how you breaking cycles <laughs> cause, cause we just mm-hmm. everywhere
1: I mean I feel like it's still all, all the same that we've talked about like the only way I'm gonna be able to break the cycle that I have is a being able to recognize it and just making steps towards whatever my goals are. Yeah, as long,
0: same. yeah, it like same thing. Yeah. yeah. No, well, that's the bottom line, folks. Uh, <laughs> find find yourself, um, accept yourself, and just um, find your purpose and work towards that, and that will bring more peace to you where you can be what you need to be to your family to help them break some of the cycles that they're in. Cause understand. Um, your cycle is your own after a while. You know, mm-hmm. you, you if after a while, you can't blame it on your family or your mama or your daddy or your sister or your brother. Right. It's your cycle. It's your cross to bear. Mm-hmm. You got to get get, get nailed to it. Yeah. I don't want to go there, but yeah. put them on the cross. <laughs> <laughs> put them on the cross. And now, you know, it's, it's, it becomes your time to get put on the cross and,
1: yeah, your family gave you everything that they could, good, bad, and in between, and mm-hmm. now it's
0: yours to do what you will with exactly. it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's the bottom line with programming, and we just want to end it with, you know, you, you just can't teach what you don't what know. You, don't know. Mm-hmm. you just can't teach what you don't know, y'all. And bottom line, our parents don't know it all. They know a lot.
2: Exactly.
0: But they don't know what it So
2: it's like, when you feel like you didn't get something, you was lacking in something, um, it's probably because they didn't have it either. They was lacking too. Mm-hmm. They so gave it's you like, what they could. yeah, they gave you what they could at that time. Mm-hmm. So let's not, you know, some of that trauma and pain we may have experienced. We gotta let that go because they they gotta let theirs go too. Yeah, and they probably mm-hmm. hadn't w- mm-hmm. when when they were trying to raise you. Um, otherwise, you probably would have got it. Yeah. So, shout out to the parents out there doing what they can shout out to y'all alright well to <laughs> switch vibes
1: a little bit um, I'm going to take bring y'all to cake talk tonight um, on the family vibes what is your favorite food that your grandma made mm. Mm. <laughs> mm.
0: I got to go with Mama's fried chicken mm. and hot water cornbread as the runner-up. Mama,
2: too, got some real hot water
0: cornbread. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Nana just cook good all around. She don't really have, like, a
2: specialty dish. Yeah. yeah.
0: But Mama?
2: I feel like mine, too. Water. I feel like I, <laughs> 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 Oh, my god. <laughs> I feel like mine. I feel like it's really random, but around the holidays, my grandma used to make this green bean casserole. Oh my god! I feel like you told this (laughs) story. The crunchy
0: stuff on top i've seen she that used, recipe she
2: used to choose ritz crackers so she would back, she would crush up some ritz cat crackers and mix them in melted butter top it on top and then top cheese on it mm. oh, i do know i might try that i mean it yeah. does sound good green bean cream of mushroom corn green beans ritz crackers cheese and I think that was about it, but it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it was fire.
1: Of course, mine is a dessert. My grandma's chocolate cake with chocolate icing. Mm. Oh, oh my
2: yes. gosh. I love chocolate cake with chocolate. You need to make another one.
1: I got you. <laughs> shout out to Granny. Yeah, shout out, shout to, out granny. to Granny. My
2: yeah. grandma used to make this like lemon cake, you know, a little basic sheet lemon cake. Mm -hmm. It's good though. Mm -hmm. Then with a little homemade glaze on top. Mm -hmm. Nice, simple, and sweet.
1: Um, want to talk a little bit about just how can y'all think of any other food that's really like from the United States? Like any other kind? Well, what, what kind of food is originated in the United States? I don't feel like we really have too much burger.
0: I don't know.
1: Hamburgers. Hamburgers. Hot dogs. Like, when I went to draw my list, the only thing Ew, I could think of dogs. was like soul food. I feel
0: like that shit ain't even from here.
1: I feel like it's all stolen.
0: <laughs> like, we yeah, don't except have. Except soul food. Literally, like,
1: that's the only thing that really originated here. We'll take mm. that. Hey. We'll
0: take that. And especially of rolling into Black History Month. We'll take that.
2: Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I mean, soul food's worth it. I keep soul food almost every day.
0: But soul food will never get old, and I know they saying, it's killing you. But well, look, but look, you know what I'm saying. That's why you gotta pray over your food. Quit playing. <laughs> Quit playing. <laughs> really though. <laughs> Quit playing. Better pray over that food, honey. I mean,
1: balance it out. Mm-hmm. And we know it's killing us. That yeah. that was what we
0: <laughs> we were given. At the time. It is what we were giving It was time. born out of what we had. And we can't sleep on all these vegan soul food places that are slick. Sleep you know, good. I'm trying to get the slutty vegan in Atlanta as soon as I've I can. I've seen
2: that. I
0: heard it's fire. I want to try it. I'm down to try that as well. Right. Um, yeah. But now, <laughs> <laughs> for thoughts of the unique, I can't hold it in. So just let me speak. Um, in honor of Black History Month, aka Spread Blackness, that's what we're gonna call it. Forget Black History Month over here. We're gonna call it Spread Blackness. And I just feel like I'm all about spreading blackness. Um, I'm not as radical as I used to be in, in my spreading of blackness, but um, I'm finna get on that tip. So <laughs> I just wanna talk a little bit about PWI versus HBCU. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say I went to both. Okay. Um, I spent the majority of my time at the PWI where I took a lot of classes um, on Africana studies, African-American literature, um, uh, Africana womanism, blues to hip hop, Um, you know, sla- just slave narrative. Like I've taken a lot of classes at a PWI that, you know, we're supposed to be for that now. I was only at TSU for two years, but I took my first class, my first intro, because my minor, well, I, I kind of double majored in liberal arts, and my concentration was Africana Studies. So, my first intro to Africana Studies class was online, and y'all, out of all the classes I took at UTC, I got more information than I had ever got out of a class in that class. Like, mm. I have never learned more about my roots than in that class. And I'm telling you, it was online. The teacher was barely checking. I had to do a paper every week about some information that I read. But at the end of the day, my professor wrote the book.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's
0: detailing, you know, us before slavery. Mm-hmm. This is us before that. Now, of course, there's other resources and things that had to be put with it. But the bottom line is that, the HBCU experience, y'all, is priceless, period. I got there for two years and got my whole brain damn near enhanced. For sure. Like, I was literally jeopardizing my college career at UTC by taking all these damn electives. I didn't understand what electives were, y'all. I was just like, shit, this is my, this is in my major, you know what I'm saying? That's me not even understanding college. Like, I'm just gonna take the class, not <laughs> not realizing there's a whole curriculum <laughs> that
2: you need to, follow, you need to follow.
0: But I went I I didn't realize that's what I was seeking the whole time. So when I got to TSU and then um, my second semester I actually got in front of these black teachers who are teaching me African spiritual philosophy and I and I'm in a debate class about uh, Martin and Malcolm X and we having these debates really on campus and I'm talking to students about how they feel about reparations for the camp like I'm really on the in battle it shit. I'm <laughs> in this shit like y'all there's no better feeling than that type of blackness baby I, I can't it's no other way to describe it and I'm not saying that you can't get that at a PWI but what I do know is the feeling is not the same the feeling is not the same so even if you got a chance to go take one course Mm-hmm. Or even if you just got a chance to go to some type of seminar at a HBCU, anything, y'all, go feel that blackness, y'all, go feel it. Because listen, for somebody like me, or somebody who's listening to this like me, who was raised in a small town, like Memphis is it, like damn near like Africa to me. I call it Mifrica, <laughs> Mifrica. This is Mifrica because I've never been a, I've never been around this many of my people in, in you know, in one city. So it's. It's just different. Yeah. The feeling is just different. And then to be a TSU and feel that it's just different, y'all. It's just different. And you can't compare it. I don't want to hear them fucking debates on Twitter. I don't want to see that shit.
2: Oh my because God. at the end
0: of the day, you ain't felt it. You have not felt it. Don't talk about it. You can't teach what you don't know. Don't be on Twitter teaching something you don't know nothing about. Look, That's thoughts unique. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I can't hold it in. So let me speak. Thank you very much.
2: There you go. There you go.
0: I wish I, I was
2: say I wish I could just see how this nigga just sat back and looked,
0: cause I mean I wanted to make more points in that. I wanted to sound better than that, but I couldn't get it out. So yeah, that's the to be unique. I can't hold it in, so let me speak. I see y'all next week. <laughs>
1: Drops microphone. Right. right?
2: <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Thank you. Spread blackness. All right, all right. Power to the people. Thank I'm you. I'm black and I'm proud. Thank you, Mo. Thank you. <laughs> that's our host. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for today's thoughts. All right. Um, right. We're going to... Yeah, breathe. 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 Woo. woo You let it out. Go. Go. <laughs> go. <laughs> all right. So, for sure, we're moving along. And... It's time to, it's time to um, move along to black creatives. So we're on creative to creative. Welcome back. So I first want to talk about like, how do you think black creatives are evolving?
1: I mean, I feel like if nothing else, they're doing what they always do. They're pushing
0: the envelope. Sitting the trend. yeah, mm-hmm. as always. Um, I think Black creatives have are really taking advantage of the exposure that social media and technology gives us. I think we're really taking advantage of it now. Mm-hmm. I I feel like, um, you know, that's good and that's bad sometimes, but I feel like we're taking advantage. We're like, look, we do this too.
2: Yeah,
0: this is us. You know we putting on our own productions. We're doing our own shows. We're making our own music. We're doing our own, like creatives are just like, look, it's it, if I can put it out here on my own and I got the money and I can do it, I'm gonna do I'ma it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Cause I
1: feel like we've always been the trendsetters, but the mm-hmm. thing is, is we weren't being shown as that. Exactly. Yeah, there was no place. And and they still really not trying to do that. It's or even, they can't cover us up. Yeah, yeah. I would say we weren't being credited. Let me put it like still that. Still ain't. And oh, still not at all. Yeah. But I feel like we're being able to attach ourselves to our own work in a mm-hmm. in a larger right. capacity mm-hmm. than we ever have before.
2: Since mm-hmm. you open that door, it's like you opened that door and we just flooded that bitch. Kicked you it opened down. the door of access with the internet and we just flooded it as the internet evolved, we evolved right with it. Yeah. For sure. I agree with that. So, like, but how do you think we're able to continuously do that? Like, there have been black creative trendsetters in every generation.
0: Yeah, I mean. In
2: every stage of life, in every stage of culture.
0: Hey, Marie, I think that answer is (laughs) clear. We have royalty, got loyalty inside our DNA. No, seriously, it's innate, bro. For real. Like, um, the consistency shows. Like, how? How else? Right. If it's not in my DNA, how else? Hey, say less. Bet.
2: <laughs> and she sits back again. <laughs> Man, if you did a temperature check right now. <laughs> But for sure, I just, I feel like I made that point to just as we're spreading blackness. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, y'all, let's stop and think for a minute. We're at the forefront of every evolution. Yeah. In every form, politically, creatively, mm-hmm. artistically, even though it's kind of the same thing. Vocally, socially.
0: I cannot, w- w- mm. <laughs> Well, in a way, we are. Because we, cause we spend the most money just about, and we ain't even got it, which is crazy. But
2: dollar is yeah. powerful.
0: Yeah, very.
2: And if nothing else, we are influencing the markets.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. If nothing that's, else. That's why I say we do have control economically, because they going to run and cater to us to spend, you know.
2: Right. They're taking what we're saying is hot. And, and using it. Exactly. Look at
0: all these Super Bowl commercials y'all finna see. Right culture.
2: Cardi on, on Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Did y'all see the commercial? Mm-mm. I saw it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but just to make this quick and sweet, um, how do you think you're contributing to pushing the culture forward? Mm, came for you a little bit. No,
0: you didn't because it's A. Hey, Marie. I think that answer is simple as well. <laughs> This podcast called (laughs) The Red Couch Chronicles. You can find us
1: on Twitter at Uh, Red Couch Chronicles.
0: This is indeed uh, helping. I mean, to me.
2: Outside of this, individually, how do you think you're contributing?
0: Okay. Individually, outside of this, um, uh, I I try to touch everything um, artistically and creatively uh, that I can that I, that I grow a affinity for. Mm-hmm. So once I picked up a paintbrush, I didn't put it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Once I picked up a camera, I didn't put it down. Once I learned to dance, and once I learned technique of certain dances, I never lost it. Like, once I picked it up, you know what I'm saying? So to push the needle forward, I just keep on planting my foot in that. Mm-hmm. Number one, trying to create... Um, no, 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 not, not trying to create. I have created right. the Mew Creative House, where... We will nurture these ideas. We mm-hmm. will bring these ideas mm-hmm. into fruition. Mm-hmm. We will create events that people have never seen before. We will create things that people wish they had but didn't even know they needed through creativity.
2: Same sure. We
0: will heal people through creativity.
2: Tell them You them. know what I'm saying? Tell them. That's hey, what I'm doing. I then, I, agree. I hear what you doing? I feel like
1: <laughs> with the things that I touch creatively, I just try to never be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to continue my work on those things. Like, a recipe is never complete. It can always get better. There's always something new I can learn, a new twist that I can put on it. Uh, another thing is I try to support any of my people around me that are doing anything.
2: Mm-hmm. For I sure. will
1: to feed into their creativity too in any way I can. If maybe if that's nothing more than seeing your work and commenting and giving you my opinion on it, or
2: mm-hmm.
1: maybe buying something from you, or anything that I can't bar, um, maybe trading my services for yours. Mm-hmm. Anything to kind of try to build my fellow
2: creatives that are around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. What I about like you, Amory? <laughs> okay, spice. <clears throat> Uh, I think I'm contributing by just walking into my individuality in myself and recognizing who I am and what I'm trying to do, being more comfortable in my voice. Um, And I think I'm contributing by, kind of like Whitney said, lifting up those around me and Always trying to learn as much as I can. I think it's also how I'm, I'm contributing. I'm always trying to learn as much as I can, I can, and translate to those, you know, around me.
0: Gotcha. So y'all, um, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Y'all know that we like to end the show the same way every time. We like to give you a little light for your week, for your heart, for your soul, for your mind. This is everything. Is everything. And I just want to start it out by saying, um, get out of your own fucking way. Please mm-hmm. get out of your own way. What I realized when thinking about parental programming and going through some things with my actual family this week is that them motherfuckers will have you stuck. Stuck <laughs> like Chuck. Telling you what they think you should do. Telling telling you what they believe you need. Telling, telling you all of that. But still not even giving you a goddamn solution or help for it so at the end of the day that shit will have you stuck and scared and afraid and that's where i'm at right now sometimes i'm stuck i'm scared i'm afraid because of what they have projected onto me but that's not really what i believe and that's not what i know so i i get in my own way because i start being like damn was i wrong am i am i am i not doing what i should be doing and then there's this thing that clicks off in of me when it's time for me to do this podcast or it's when it's time for me to work on my business that says, you can't stop here. This is something bigger. So, get the fuck out of your own way and work harder than the next. Work harder than everybody. Yeah. Work harder than everybody and show your family. Show your parents. So fuck this feel. programming. Look what I did. Actually, not fuck this programming. Thank you for this programming. Fuck it, but thank you for it. Because look what I'm about to do with it. And that's right. not being negative. That's 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 saying, look what I'm about to do with this. So just, just get out of your own way. Don't even blame them, no more. It ain't even their fault. Just get out of your own way. And do what you got to do, y'all. Don't be afraid. Don't be me. Don't be shivering on the side. <laughs> just do it. <laughs>
2: shivering on the side.
0: Because <laughs> that's me. I be shivering on the side, y'all. I got hella shit I'm trying to do. Hella shit I'm waiting to just...
2: And be having a push, nigga like. I
0: be shivering on the side, bro. And ain't even me, but warm up. But I, I just want to say this too it's something about being a creative and, um, you know, really being in tune with this shit. You putting your soul out, like, let's be clear. We be laughing on here, we be bushing, but this is a piece of our soul in our heart. Like, every mm-hmm. time we do it, every time I paint, it's a piece of my soul. Every time Whitney Bake, every time Emperor do something creative or put something together for us. It's all a part of our soul. So when you putting it out there, you know, it makes me more nervous than I've ever been because I've never been more attached to my art than I am right now in my right. life. And right. my creativity. So it's like, whoa, they they finna touch a piece of me for real.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: I mean, a lot of times I'm standing there scared, and I think that, you know, keeps me still too. So that's what I'm saying. Just, quite get out your own fucking way. Mo, get out your own fucking way. Oh, y'all. Get out of the way. (laughs) (sighs) That's my light.
1: My light for the week is going to be be transparent with the people around you. Know your emotions. Know why you feel like that. We live in a world where it is no longer okay to not have some kind of emotional intelligence. We're too old for that. You need to... Most definitely. Like... It's no time for the
2: bullshit. <laughs>
0: like, what it you ain't. said. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's not. It, like,
2: ain't. <laughs> <laughs> it is not time for the bullshit. No, no time either. for the bullshit. Like, no. especially
1: like when you're working in your creative process and things like that. Like, you will hinder a lot of the things that you have going if you are BSing with your emotions. So. <laughs> Get to know yourself, why you feel the way you do, and do something with that. Don't just sit on that and hold all of that in. Do not bottle that up. Right. That was deep.
2: Well, that was everything. It's everything. And as always, we thank y'all for tuning in to tonight's episode. You know where you can find us. Follow us on Instagram at...
0: Red Couch Chronicles.
2: And on Twitter at... Red Couch Vibes. And, you know, we always trying to hear back from y'all so you know hit us up we thank y'all for everybody who repost us who listens to us we're definitely grateful shout out to the red couch family all day every day and um shout out to
0: our first person to comment on apple podcast shout out to her. we see you we see you i forgot your name i will shout you out Oh, my gosh. But uh, thank you, sis. And, uh, yeah, don't forget, y'all, to subscribe so that you get a notification when we drop. Comment, rate, and leave feedback, guys. We need all those analytics to know who's out there listening. <laughs> Thanks again. Peace. See you next class.
2: Godzilla ain't got shit on me neither.